All right, Damon, sing the witch's theme song. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, a podcast where we look back on things from your childhood and see if they were any good. My name's DJ. My name is Damon. How you doing, Damon? I'm good. Uh, happy uh, Halloween. Happy Halloween. All Hallows Eve, a day before All Saints Day, when all the saints come and you have to get candy for them, too. I just oh, had all the kids geez. here. Bartholomew, make a lap around the the block how I'm many gonna run out to the candy store how many variety bags of kit kats reese's pieces and reese's peanut butter cups am i gonna have to buy today right and the mr good bars i just got mr good bars here and nobody wants them nobody that's why you them. only see them in these variety packs <laughs> who has seen a mr good bar in the wild since 1985 any any beyond 1985 i've not seen them in anything other than that other than no that. And uh, in fact, the ones in there, I'm I'm fairly sure were just chipped off a larger Mr. Good Bar from 1985, <laughs> and they've just been like, "Man, when are we gonna run out of these things?" What is the uh, Crackle? Is that the other one? Is that the one that's like, got yeah, like, Crackle? Yeah, I always I rem- liked Crackle. They're kind of like Crunch Bars, but like the poor man's Crunch. Bar. I remember liking them as a child, and I've had them recently in the variety packs because no one's bought a Crackle also yeah. since 1987. A little later, um, check the stats. I'm right. But they're not good. They're really like yeah. cloyingly sweet. Mm. Like they're milk chocolate. Damon, whatever. What are we watching? What is this? Thank you. Uh, we're watching The Witches from 1990, I believe. Mm. Directed by hmm, and okay. starring hmm, and Angelica Houston and and Rowan Atkinson. Do you want me to bleep those out later? <laughs> that makes it seem like it's a kill bill type like reveal for the end that really is kind of meaningless quentin tarantino i don't know that beatrice kiddo means nothing to me why'd you bleep it out why'd you have to make it a big deal yeah. uh this movie is uh i remember watching it as a child and yeah. thinking it was good i remember liking it mostly because there was a jim henson-ish element in it oh god i'm gonna be creeped out aren't i Yes. Oh. Uh, and um, you didn't tell me. <laughs> also, you got some Rowan Atkinson in there. I was a big Mr. Bean fan as a child, as like anyone Bean. would be. Yeah. No one's an adult Mr. Bean fan. Everyone's a child <laughs> Mr. Bean fan. Um, but I also remember one of the things I remember most about this movie is that we watched it once, like on a freebie day in class. And several people were like, I don't want to watch that. It scares me. And I have a very hmm. weak stomach for horror. And the fact that I love this Too movie. Salty. <laughs> don't care for horror. Too sweet. Um, the fact that I liked it and other people who presumably liked scarier movies more, I was like, why? I will say I am, I think, extra creeped out by the, the Muppet creepy. It's just Muppet mice. It's not like not Rizzo the rat. I mean, I just mean they have animatronic mice. Okay. Mice. Well. We'll see what happens. You've also got a grotesque Angelica Houston. She gets like a five-hour makeup job to be on set for this movie. I have heard of this movie only from you. 
Thank you. I did not I know appreciate this that. existed. I am an evangelical The Witches fan. I am glad that we get to get Angelica Houston back in, oh, in, the, in the on the podcast. Friend of the pod, of the as pod. we would say. Yeah. Um, I do remember one of the things. This was made before The Addams Family. Right. Uh, so when I heard they were making an Addams Family movie, I was like, they got to get that lady from The Witches. And lo and behold. And they did. They they got my letters. <laughs> Um, I remember loving Angelica Houston in this to the point that my young mind thought I had a crush on her, Mm. Mm. but it was actually, it was probably my brain still working out the idea of fierceness (laughs) 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 and not knowing what to do with it. I'm like, oh, men are attracted to women. I am attracted to this, uh, icon of the stage and screen. Right. I probably have sexual feelings for her. And my brain's like, yeah, let's go with that for a while. A gay man with an affinity for Angelica Houston. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's just so powerful. Call me and... when mem- women can vote, okay? <laughs> and she wants to kill kids. We have so much in common. <laughs> wow. You just admitted but to... But in fun ways. Oh, okay. In All fun right. ways. Not in gruesome ways, but stick them in a painting for the rest of their existence. <laughs> That's that ha- fun! Does that happen in this movie? Yes, and okay. it's kind of haunting. <sighs> I can't wait. Uh, I think my recollection of this movie is pretty much just of one scene, one really big scene in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that that probably will be the best scene and the rest of it will kind of be higgledy piggledy. Okay. I did also read the book as a kid by Roald Dahl. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. This is a Roald Dahl book. So that's the vibe we're, we're going to okay. be getting. All right. Children treated like crap for right. the entire movie. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. Love it. Uh, but I remember there's a controversy when I remember what am I talking about? Like I was alive in 1968, but I've read that there was a controversy when the book came out because uh, it was accused of misogyny because, well, all witches are the women whole, and yeah. most of the women in this movie are in fact witches. Yeah. So we can look into that while we watch this. Well, I can't wait till we... And I'll be the guy who read the book. So I'll also mention every moment that the movie diverges from the book. Anyway, we're going to watch The Witches. It's on Amazon as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, We'll be back in a minute. See ya. Bye. Damon, you know what I'm bewitched by? Uh, (laughs) What? Our patrons. Ooh. You too can become a bewitching patron patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot you can get your name read in the credits you can get your name written in the uh written credits you can uh get a drawing by damon you can get a song by me you can uh get the you get to meet angelica houston uh-huh. if you join the i don't know six million dollar per episode tier it seemed like we could get that done patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot it's real hard to do commercials Because witches wear black. Woman in black. Thank you for the lead-in to Woman in Black. We watched Witches. The, the witch, Witches. Witches, <sighs> comma, the night, parenthetical 1990. If you're looking it up at the card catalog, that's what it would be under. Starring Mr. Bean and Morticia Adams. Yes. At all. That's Latin for including other actors that I don't know. <laughs>
Uh, and Bubble. Why don't you? And Bubble was in it. Don't forget Bubble from AbFab. I don't know who that is. Well, that was uh, Miss Irving. Oh, the Good Witch? Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't you? You want me? Please don't make me. Okay, I'll recap it. Okay. We begin with a grandma telling her grandson, Luke, a story or clues about how to identify witches. They have uh, bald heads with dandruff problems. They have yeah. uh, scaly uh, hands. They uh, have they got the purple eyes, shit like that. They got a f- they got flat no toe feet. Old no toe. Uh, and then she's scaring him before he go to bed. And then her uh, his parents come in, and then oh. his parents eventually. What? 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 You forgot the one. They got big old noses. No. What? <laughs> oh, and they can smell children. And what do children smell like? They smell like dog droppings, which is <laughs> not inaccurate at certain. Yeah, points. I mean, yeah. actually, they smell like child droppings when they're children because they poop themselves when they're real little it's their own droppings they don't get dog dropping implants um okay his parents pass away and so he's living with his grandma they go to england Mm -hmm. for some reason they lived in norway they moved to england and at the hotel maybe they were visiting norway yeah i'm not sure at the hotel they're at there's a uh a witch's convention oh now that seems like it would be a dead giveaway well, you see, it, they're disguised as the National Royal S- Royal uh, Society. Associate Society <laughs> for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. Good. Uh, I did all charades. You should have seen cruelty, folks. You should have seen cruelty, but it's an audio podcast, so you won't. It's basically uh, uh, they had witches TED Talks. You go to, you're going to love the witches' convention, but you're really going to love the witches' breakout sessions because they're going to get really have the workshops and they're going to uh, talk about really specific witching things. Now, so, Esmeralda is going to be talking about new technology growth <laughs> in child murder. Uh, Ezzy, you want to come up here? Ezzy, oh no, her mic's not. Do you have Greg in the back? I don't do think her. The, do you have the PowerPoint or did I? Is that on the flash drive that I brought, or is that the flash drive that was in my other? Do I put on input one, one or input two on the computer? Greg! Okay. What, I have five seconds left? Okay, cool. That's been my TED Talk. Thank you. Just me, like, messing up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, we meet the uh, head witch, which is Angelica Houston. Doing fierce. Her, doing her fiercest, best air. Tim Curry. Uh, <laughs> She's doing her best <laughs> Tim Curry impression. Um, and they, she's developed a new uh, potion. Which turns children into mice so that they can be killed surreptitiously. Also forgot to mention that apparently witches can turn or can put children into paintings and it's really horrifying. <laughs> um, but apparently that's not efficient. So they come up with this new way, which is turning them into mo- mice and then you can just kill the mice and then they, you know, no one's the wiser. And there's a delay on it. Yeah. So, so they wouldn't be tracked, theoretically, wouldn't be tracked back to the bakery, even right. though every child that goes to this bakery yeah. gets. It still seems like a decent cop could could figure there's at least some foul play going on. Uh, Probably just arrest, arrest a black guy, though, for it. Yes. Well, this is England. They, they don't, they're not racist in England, right? <laughs> um, so our hero is turned into a mouse. Yeah. He's caught at the convention. He's yes. back there hanging out. And he teams up with his grandma and uh, the Augustus Gloop character who gets turned into a mouse. was his name? Bruno? Bruno Jenkins. His friend that he meets also gets, he's the first one that gets turned into a mouse. They team up and together. Mike TV was not available for this movie. 
Violet Beauregard <laughs> was on vacation. And uh, uh, through a series of hijinks, they turn they turn the tables on the witches and they turn them all to mice. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And then eventually uh, there's through one food poisoning. There's one witch left. She was the head witch's assistant who gets who quits. At the some grand point. low witch. I yeah. Call <laughs> She's like she just wants to go to the banquet. And the uh, <laughs> she's just in it for the free food. Angelica Which, Houston character. I can, yeah, yeah, I can, I get it. She loves a crest soup, and who doesn't? <laughs> uh, and she has had it, so she says, "I quit." And so she's she's the only one still a witch at the end. And I, apparently, that makes her good because later she turns Luke back, to, and presumably later Bruno, but we don't know that for sure. You know how when you quit a job, your entire moral outlook on life changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to her. Yeah. It's pretty standard. And so she turns Luke back and uh, happily ever after. It all worked out. That's the basic gist of it. That's the witches. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'm so glad I did that without any help at all from you. <laughs> just I think you'd handle it well. I breathed right I just right had you on that. the royal prevention for the Society of <laughs> Cruelty or something. The one thing I was told to memorize. That's true. I always tell, tell DJ one thing to memorize. Memorize that one thing. I'm going to call on you during the podcast <laughs> to just regurgitate it back to me. It's a form of cruelty. Yeah. It's just for humiliation. Which is good. Uh, okay. Let's Can get we talk it. how fantastic Angelica Houston is? She's the Wallace Shawn of this movie. She is. She is. Uh, it's a very good performance. She's um, having a lot of fun. She's having a lot of fun with it. She's doing some weird air humping at one point. <laughs> And I don't know what the deal with that is. Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, Have you seen the newer version of The Lion Witch in the Wardrobe? I'm sure I have. Well, in that one, when Tilda Swinton lures uh, Edmund um, to her sleigh, like, she is also, like, like, really into it. I think just child murder turns some ladies on. Yeah, I mean, the the idea is that they're they're excited to, they really want to... Kill a kill child. This, this kid. But, and also he probably smells. But Angelica's doing this like kind of like, like, uh, and that's where I, uh, that's the most Tim Curry as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter vibe of the whole thing. Is she's very, she's being, yeah. introduced you to Bruno. And she's, uh, and she's just kind of undulating and you can like sort of, <laughs> sort of see her f- full body at first and then it zooms closer and you, you can still see it's happening below the like camera. Like her clavicle is still going. And yeah. It's like, all right. It's a little weird, but it, she is. She strikes a lot of fabulous poses. Definitely. At some point, she takes her disguise off. She has like a, a human mask on, and then you see her in her hideous form where she's got the big like. She's got a hunch that I don't know how she hides that in Angelica Houston's body. Yeah. Um, and giant, giant nose. nose and giant long fingers. She's got the thing longer on all of her mm-hmm. fingers. And uh, yeah, which are very, they seem very inefficient, those hands. Yeah, because the only one knuckle works. And she can't. I don't know why. She's like holding money or something, and it's very much like that seems difficult. Um, But yeah, she's great in this, and I can understand why you learned what what fierce meant. Yeah, she seems uh, fantastic or fabulous. So Grandma is faking diabetes, right? Is that what we've figured out? (laughs) She just wants the attention. She like only passes out when. A witch is in her room, and it just seems like I don't want to deal with this. Or Luke's being kind of annoying before he gets turned into a mouse, and it's like, you know, grandma's napping. Please leave me alone. And then she's like, fine. She has a com- just a quick coma, just a quick coma. No- just get it out of your system, and then yeah. you're back to work killing witches. 
Well, she has diabetes, and it happens during Luke's birthday, like during the first act of the movie. Right. Uh, and Luke responds in a way that really gets the audience on his side by going, Grandma, Grandma, at the top of his lungs, which is his probably most frequently used line. That's the quote quote of the film, for sure. It's absolutely every time it's like a nail being driven into my spine. Uh but you he's want, a you great. Turn him into a he's mouse a and great step kid. On. No, because he still could talk as a mouse. Oh, yeah, that's true. Just stepping on. Apparently, at the same I'm volume. In. I don't understand the grandma. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to. It seems like more like a plot point than anything. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, I guess that. I mean, isn't everything in a movie a plot point? I guess I can't really fault it. Um, but I guess it puts it or puts her in danger a few times where she's just right. incapacitated or. Where the Grand High Witch sort of puts a spell on her food at one point. Yeah, what was even th- before the 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 TED talk, uh, the Grand yeah. High Witch they just sort of see her from across the dining room, and Grandma says, "I recognize that woman from someone." And I'm like, "Yeah, you apparently experienced inexplicable trauma from her, so I feel like you'd remember her face." Well, but she never did find the grand high witch, grand high witch so but she, she never... recognized her yeah i don't so is there like an election system or do witches live forever and yeah, she's she like... always been the grand high witch yeah i don't know i don't know if this is like a, a dictatorship sort of situation or if she it's was definitely a dictatorship right because well. she just murders people at will the but grand is... high witch i mean not grandma although grandma inher- has plans to murder people at will is it inherited you think it's an inherited title or is it like the I dread mean, pirate Rob- robert sort of situation like every five years they get a new grand high yeah. witch i don't know i feel like dictatorships tend to be inherited after we a while. We need term limits for the Grand High Witch. It's the only way we're going to get new blood That's in true. there. Get some new ideas. I mean, a sweet shop with just poison sweets? Come on. This is this is Hansel and Gretel bullshit. <laughs> wrong for witchery, wrong for England. Grand High Witch. Get her out of there. Uh, Grandma! Grandma for Grand High Witch 2019. <laughs> it's uh, counterintuitive. <laughs> She would actually be the Trump of witches she's because coming. she'd be like, we need to kill all the witches. And the witches would be like, I like how she talks. Yeah. She, she, she tells it to me straight. <laughs> and the other witches will be like, but she wants to kill us. And they're like, ah, you gotta, you gotta take her seriously, but not literally. Yeah. And then all the witches are dead. And then all the witches are dead uh, or turned to mice. And this is how witches die. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Mm. With a squeak. Yeah. And a scamper. And a scamper. Um... Yeah, we got a kind of real anti-doctor vibe, too. The doctor that comes to, like, check out her after the birthday party. She's, like, kind of like, uh, now stay away from sugar sweets and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, get out of here, doctor. <laughs> right. Luke, uh, Luke says, Grandma, why do doctors always talk to people like they're babies? And uh, I'm like, she just saved your grandma's life, yeah. you little dick. She told her to, like, not eat so much sugar because she's diabetic. And she's Norwegian. Who knows what they're eating over That's there? That's true. A lot of herring. Sweetened herring. Sweetened herring. Too much. Just don't put the sugar on your herring as yeah, much. Yeah. White fish is just as good without sugar. How terrifying is the child in the painting? Oh, my God. It haunts your dreams. So they, she, the, a witch, they, uh, the grandma prologue, was telling yeah. the story in the prologue uh, of a little girl that gets uh, captured by a witch and then she gets put into a painting where she grows old and dies. So, like... The dad, yeah, she ages with the with yeah, time. The the dad sees her in the painting, and she wasn't there before. And then, like the next day, she'll be somewhere else in the painting. And then, eventually, over time, she lives out her life in the painting. Whew. 
And when they bit. first see her, that's solid witchery. Yeah. Um, when they first see her in the painting, um, the music is sort of just playing like this sort of little uh, little ditty uh, <laughs> is playing. But then in the background, as they zoom in on her, you just hear like a very faint child's voice going, Papa. Oh, God. Papa. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> While we're on the subject of absolutely terrifying things in this, what else? There are a lot of moments that I can see how they would be tattooed on a child's brain. Yeah, I mean, as usual with Jim Henson joints, the uh, like all the creature stuff is. Just a little off, like even though it's supposed to be like it's it's you know when they turn to mice they're not supposed to be like it, it, the, the transition is supposed to be creepy and they and they're like oh, these half yeah. the half mice the people half thing mice are always the worst always terrifying and then uh, also when they are mice when uh, like Luke becomes a, a mouse half the time he's played by an actual mouse. Uh, which is adorable. And then half the time when they do like close-ups or you're supposed to like make a face or talk or whatever, it's a puppet and it's horrifying. And there are three different size puppets and I feel like they all three look completely different from each yes, other. Yes, yeah. You have Angelica, Angelica Houston yeah. removing her face, yes. which is more charming than, I, I don't think it's very scary. Like the maybe It's unsettling, the, maybe? Yes, yeah. But it, she does turn into a rat, which I think is much more terrifying when she turns into a rat yeah. because she turns into a very malformed rat. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's, a naked mole rat. Kind yeah, of vibe. it's very yeah. gross. And she stays in her transition for a while. Like she holds a conversation with grandma while she's yeah. while she's transforming. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Um a lot of weird close ups too in this movie. Like even before the creature stuff comes in, there's just kind of like random weird close. And it's kind of like, I don't know if they were going for like the horror film vibe, like like right. on the cheaper earlier horror films. They just do like a really weird close up. And uh, I feel like that happened a lot in this. And it was really creepy. And like the, when they uh, at the witches TED talk convention, they um, – they all the witches eventually like take off their disguises when they're all in the room together and they lock mm-hmm. the doors. So they're like, uh, take off their wigs. They're all wearing wigs. And so they're all like scratching their heads and they have yeah. like bad teeth and like, uh, all that kind of stuff. And they keep doing these weird, like undershot close-ups at and a all slight like, angle. Ooh. So it's always, I mean, that makes sense because that's like supposed to be unsettling and that's yeah, a good yeah, yeah. way to like, right. but there were shots where like, Luke is once again annoying the hell out of me. He keeps like he has like a little hand radio that he keeps just jumping between the stations. Yeah. And what was that? It about? zooms in on it. Like he, they're packing to go to England. It zooms in on it and like hovers there for a minute. And then the scene changes to them arriving at the hotel. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then uh, we also had a weird shot of his mice on a wheel. Yeah. And it just hovers there again where he's like trying to grab his mouse to pull him out. Of, he has pet mice, I should mention. Yeah. He all, he turns into a mouse, but it's foreshadowed by William by, and Ma- the College of William and Mary, which is the name William of his. and Mary Mouse that he receives. And at one point, he's trying to get them out of their cage and like zooms in. It looks like he's like something's going to happen yeah. in that scene to them, but nothing does. And there's another just, weird shot. I mean, every time we see we see a woman and we find out she's a witch, usually what the movie does is like zooms in our eyes and she has like creepy purple, purple eyes, eyes. and that makes sense. But in one scene. After the TED Talk, one of the witches who sort of gets a lot of screen time is a woman who works at the hotel. So she's sort of there in. 
so we already know she's a witch, but later on she's, you know, uh, doing, uh, cleaning, cleaning rooms. Um, and, uh, grandma takes a look at her and she turns around. There's a weird zoom on her eyes. I'm like, we, we already know. know. Yeah. Cool it. Relax, man. I Just guess a lot that was of weird things like that. I guess that was so that grandma knows. I don't know, but then nothing right. happens. It doesn't really we play see what grandma it. sees, but yeah. it also again hovers there for a yeah. odd amount of time. Yeah. And also we got like a child penis. Yep. Slightly blurred, blurred, but not as blurred as I remembered it being as a child. A little bit, like, a little bit of child, right. child peen. Yeah. Um, when, when Luke changes back, we get a reverse transformation mm-hmm. um, where uh, he turns back into a kid and he, he's sleeping in a Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters cartoon um, brand, a Ghostbusters station. And uh, that's where he lives in his yeah. grandma's uh-huh. room. Um, and he busts out of it. Naked, understandably, because right. he's a mouse. He's been living as a mouse. Um, but he, like, jumps for... Usually a movie would be like, let's get him from behind, and we right. can show some child ass. But this movie's like, just jump over the camera. We'll blur out your dingle. Yeah, that was weird. Um, do you think that Luke, the character of Luke, or the actor, was the first kid to wear uh, stonewashed cargo jeans? <laughs> or was that... On you camera, it- you mean? Like, oh, you think he's, like, the trendsetter. I don't know. Do you think this movie is why that sort of took off for a while? Yeah, I mean, I remember them calling it the Luke. Yeah. Um, just a very loose-fitting yellow hoodie and cargo, uh, uh, acid wash cargo pants. Beautiful. Ah, the Luke, whatever his last name is. I remember that. Irvistim or something. It's very Norwegian. Which is really bad at catching kids. When, uh, yeah. Luke, cra- Luke crashes the, uh, the TED Talk... He runs, he is surrounded by like 200 witches. He escapes each and every one of them just by crawling through their legs. Yeah. And they're all standing like, like your grandma bowling. Like right. they're all like with their feet as they're like Larry Craiging it all over the place. He just crawls right between their legs. And they're all like reaching out to him like. But just grab the cusp of his yeah. hoodie. And he just wriggles away. And at one point, he, like, launches himself over a balcony. Or not a balcony, but, like, a patio that has, like, a, a decorative border. And they yeah. just sort of, you see like them in the distance wall. just sort yeah. of, like, leaning over it, like, reaching towards air. I'm like, just step. You're grown women. Step over it. They Yeah. And so what the TED Talk idea of the head, the Grand Witch. What is her name? The Head Witch? Whatever. The Grand High Witch. Grand High Witch. Uh, her whole thing is they're blowing it. They're, like, terribly incompetent. And they're you and know, witches all these... should only use magic, so they yeah. never get caught. And so when we see this happen, we're like, "Oh, all these witches really are like the most incompetent. <laughs> they really need to use magic." Because... Yeah, they, I mean, you got the tools, just use that. Yeah. But instead, we're just going to grab them. And then at one point, the Grand High Witch herself pushes a baby. Which I like this scene because it like actually takes her from back from a cartoon villain. She sees a baby uh, sleeping yeah, yeah. in a little uh bassinet bassinet. and um it's at the top of a hill the mother is like sort of falling asleep in a bench beside the bassinet whole other issue uh but she's everyone in england is incompetent everyone's horrible um luke is at the bottom of the hill and she just sort of pushes the bassinet down as sort of a raiders of the lost ark but without the ball and switch it for a baby in a bassinet well she knows that luke will try to stop it that's the oh i thought she was trying to hit him with it slow him down no, I think I think she was because he was like behind the bushes before he did that. Right before she did that, so I think she was trying to call, bait him out and also like pull him out in the open, like where yeah. 
the creepiest part of that scene, though, we see one of the witches dressed as a woman again. Yeah. Um, and she's just so excited. She says, a baby in a pram! As yeah. she excitedly walks towards the cliff that the baby is headed towards. It's so, so weird. weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's one of those things that sticks with you, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like how accepting Luke is as a mouse. Like, he gets turned into a mouse, and then, like, five seconds later, he's like, I'm a mouse now. Here we go. Uh, this is kind of nice. Uh, I bet you uh, I know the same thing happened to uh, Bruno. Hey, Bruno, where you at, man? We're mice. And Bruno's Bruno's like at least a little bit like still in disbelief. He's like, right. I'm not a mouse. You might be a mouse, but I'm not a mouse. I guess I am a mouse. And that's not super well acted either. But at least. Absolutely not. But Luke is like immediately. Like, yeah, we're fucking mice, man. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. We got shit to do. This don't- movie was rated R. For yeah. All the fuckings. <laughs> it's like, don't. Don't fall for the mice, mouse trap. Don't be an idiot. Cats are our enemies now. Let's go. Like, yeah, he's just like, he he's been what? training for this his entire life. I mean, I know William has, and Mary were a sacrifice, yeah. so he knew what was going on. He has pet mice. I guess that's the idea is that he he kind of always wanted to be a mouse, I guess. I guess. But I could have dealt with a little sturm and drong from him. A little, you know, just a whatever little, the German just a, word is. Just a second. Yeah, just be miserable. Mourn yeah. your loss. And I, I think he's just pushing it down and just going to come back later when he's an adult mouse. Yeah, he's going to have to go when, through mouse gonna get therapy. He's going to have to talk through to probably Mickey Mouse in some sort of doctor outfit in a therapist's <laughs> office. Um, yeah, so, I'll, like, I understand, like, at the end, because in the, I guess in the book, he's not turned back. The the book ends and he's just a mouse who's going to, who's got accepted yeah. his fate and he's going to grow old. And he's like, you'll be an old grandma and I'll well, be maybe. an old mouse. And he probably won't grow that old. I can understand. Yeah, right. He'll be dead within two years. Um, <laughs> but I, I can sort of understand that as like he's at this adventure. But like, why is he like immediately like, this is fine. I got a lot of uh, mouse sized stuff anyway, so it's cool. I just have to sort of move a lot of my notepads into my cage. <laughs> Um, one of the, oh, and also at the end of the movie, you sort of think that the movie is setting you up to the idea. Like he spends the entire last scene saying, "I really like it as a mouse." So here's yeah. why, and this, yeah. and this other thing, and I, here's our plans for the future. Boo ba ba. If it was gonna a musical, to, he would have like a uh, an "I Wish" song here. They're gonna go to America and catch all the witches in America. Right. The good found. the good witch sent all the money. Which I don't know if the, even a good witch would be like. Well. This is our money still. Right. Uh, but I'll send you the address book so you can kill my sistren. Um, that's the female form of brethren. Thank you. Uh, but then the movie's like, ah, just kidding. I know he's accepted it, but he's he's a kid again. There you go. Fixed yeah. it. I can see why Roald Dahl didn't like that ending. Right. But it's, Roald Dahl, I get this. He's very dark. He like, hated yeah. two things, kids and Jews. Yeah. So Maybe women. I have that. I have that as a note that we're going to yeah. talk about. Um, let's talk about one plot point that was a little muddy. We already touched on Grandma recognizes the Grand High Witch. She might have been the person who cut Grandma's pinky off. Right. Um, and then later, uh, when Grandma's in her nice little diabetic coma, um, right before the Grand High Witch. Spell? I don't know. Who could say? Isn't diabetic a little bit of diabetes, a little bit of a spell? Sugar spell. From a witch. A witch and a sugar. Uh, I don't understand diabetes, clearly. <laughs> insulin's involved, in a way? You can't produce enough insulin. Um, 
she says, oh, an old adversary I've discovered. Very old. Um, and I'm like, okay, so she's the witch. And then right. later, the next sort of set piece is sneaking into the Grand High Witch's uh, room, which happens right. to be right below Luke and Grandma's And she room. is camping out. She oh, has, yeah, she's got her Louis Vuitton she, trunks everywhere. She's put her books she in the She's going to be in this hotel for four months, according to <laughs> the way she unpacks her. The convention's on the first day. The next three weeks are up to her. Yeah. Just see the White Cliffs of Dover or wherever the fuck she is. <laughs> um, her cat is in the room. Right. And the cat sort of gives chase to the mouse. And uh, Grandma lures it away with a little bit of knitting that she had on, uh, you know, on some yarn. Fucking cats. <laughs> They're idiots. They can't keep their... Oh, focus on what you're doing, Lipshin. The name of the cat. Um, but then uh, Grand High Witch, you know, comes back to her room and sees what's going... At least sees the, the knitting and uh, looks up and sees the grandma. And grandma says, Oh, um, I'm knitting this for my grandson. Have you seen him? And she goes, No. But uh, if I do see him, I will. And then she sort of trails off and goes back into her room. And she's like, I'll turn him into a mouse. And as for you, I'll deal with you later. And I'm like... You were just in her room. Yeah. You recognized her. Um, so yeah, it makes confusing. me wonder if there was a little padding added to this because they capture that Luke gets away from them in the conference room or in the conference yeah. hall. And he goes on this adventure. He ro- runs around the, yeah. the, well, he, as a, when he's oh, still yeah, a human, yeah, yeah. he runs around the countryside. They push a pram at him. He goes back to yeah. his room to get his grandma. Angelica Houston is there. She captures him. She takes him right back to the conference room and they turn him into a mouse. And it's like, and she, yeah, like they added that. If later. she know, yeah, it yeah. seems like there's an incongruous thing there. Yeah. Where I, I bet can they see padded that. it out because it's pretty. Sh- it seems pretty short. It's a fairly yeah fleet yeah. little movie. Yeah, I want to talk about. I'm also a philanthropist. <laughs> you collect stamps. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, she had a real hard time maintaining uh, the idea that she was the head of uh, the Royal Society yeah. for the Prevention and of doesn't Children. hate all these people. And she also, at one well, point, she also gets thrown off by him asking, uh, "How was your flight?" And she. She's startled. I don't know if that was like a witch joke. Yeah, I think or, so. Or yeah. uh, what? But and then, it, then later she calls back to it when she sees him. He calls to her across the yeah. dining room. And she's like, oh, yes, the flight. Have a good flight. Like yeah. she's never been around a human before. Yeah, at one point she just like turns around and like does a fake smile. And it's really amazing. <laughs> Tour de force. Tour de fucking force. Catherine O'Hara, MVP nominee. I'm putting her up for nomination, yeah. but I have some other nominees. Okay. Um. Child molests adult man is what I have on here. Yeah, because uh, when Luke is a mouse, he climbs up the chef de cuisine's pants. The chef de cuisine for Downton Abbey fans. That's Mr. Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, the plan was uh, the him, him. grandma puts Luke in the potatoes. He crawls his way around the kitchen, puts the entire bottle of Formula eighty six, which he doesn't know at this time. One. Is only being served to them. Right. Turns out it He's, is. Two, no. he has no guarantee that all the witches are going to eat it. But don't worry, do. the movie's got you. They are. Who can resist a crust soup? Is that like watercress? What is I that? I think I, I can't. I was also confused because I'm is it crest soup or is it crest oh, soup? I I heard crest, but my American ears couldn't necessarily. Looking tell up. the uh, toothsome teas, the sometimes untoothsome teas. Of our uh, friends across the pond. 
Watercrest. Yeah, watercress soup. Okay. That's what everything says. Watercress soup, watercress soup. Okay. So there's a Julia Child recipe, so that's probably what's Classic it. Julia. Also, that does not... Water, I don't want to make a soup out of watercress. That's just a lettuce, isn't it? I mean, it has some... It's a little peppery, I think. Pepperio. It's better than a lettuce soup. You got to give it that. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. He doesn't know, folks. Are you having a laugh? And all those... The child... So, the, yeah, the child crawls up the pants of the, the man. And he gets in his underpants. I'm like, Luke, cool it. Also, all these. You're exploring your body. You're exploring an unwilling man's body now. All all those chefs should be fired for sure. Oh, so disgusting. They're like pulling stuff out of the trash and wiping. This is, it's kind of set up as a gross hotel. Rowan Atkinson is the manager and he's uh, shady. And there are obviously mice. They are ready to go on mice yeah and they like at one point uh luke is crawling across the guy's cutting board and he tries to chop it's uh, a chef tries to chop his tail he does chop part of his tail off with a cleaver yeah uh yeah these guys are uh, you know what uh, not great hygiene i i remember i walked into that kitchen and i was like kitchen nightmare more like kitchen disaster gordon is that worse yeah it's a lot. It's Wouldn't a lot you rather worse. have a disaster, or I'd rather have a nightmare than a disaster? I guess you're right. A nightmare is just in your head. We do get when when he crawls up the uh, chef de cuisine's pants. We do get my favorite bit of the entire <laughs> movie. So Rowan Atkinson is there, and he's like helping, like try to get like all the sh- in- all the uh, sous chefs and and uh, and Rowan Atkinson are like there, like trying to help. By forcibly removing by his forcibly pants. removing his pants, and then the guy, the the chef de cuisine is like is whisking. He won't a bowl stop of, whisking while he's he won't screaming. stop doing that. And then and then Rowan Atkinson is helping him, and he grabs the bowl and then just starts whisking <laughs> while the guy all, like is writhing on the ground, which is like the most Mister Bean thing. And that then happens. he realizes what he's doing and he puts it down again. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, my new favorite phrase from this movie uh, is from the Grand High Witch herself. Uh, when they capture Luke, they give him a whole bottle of Formula 86. And she says, this stinking little carbuncle has had 500 doses. <laughs> so my two main, or not two main, okay. My one main complaint about the execution of this movie, I think is when Luke is turned into a mouse. Like the voiceover editing is really weird. Like obviously it's weird because he's a mouse and he's a talking mouse, but like it like they the lines cut each other off all the time. Like every time grandma is like talking to him as a mouse, for example, she'd be like, Luke, where are you? And you're like, I'm fine, grandma. Oh, it was like it's like why did you do that? I call that anime dialogue because yeah. when they do American dubs on anime, sometimes they have to cram right. so much dialogue into so much space that was the, the Japanese was this originally for it? in a different language. No, but I think yeah. once you start getting into voiceovers, it's like you start to be able to play around. Like, oh, we didn't mention this thing. We could have Luke say that here. Let's just fit it in. Right. Um, I also noticed that happened in. Um, there were a lot of weird moments in this movie where people's mouths weren't moving when they were talking. Right, yeah. And I remember when we were watching Princess Bride, uh, Miracle Max has a little song that he sings, but it only happens when his back is turned, and it cuts off really quick once he turns around again because right. his mouth would not be moving. Yeah. Uh, it is one of my weird things because I, it annoys me because I feel like someone thinks I'm stupid. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, don't do that. I know how people talk when they're talking to each other. And I know people don't suddenly stop talking the minute they turn around. 
in a way yeah. that would be physically like hard to do to stop talking like mid sentence like that. Yeah, it's just kind of it's a little off putting because it's it's it doesn't sound like the people that are sharing a scene are actually talking to each other. Yeah, and I imagine that there's also a factor of a child doing who's already probably not the best actor or definitely not the best actor, like trying to do voiceover stuff. There's also pro- what I assume happened because they're using puppets to mimic the actor's voice. I assume they recorded the actor first so he can make whatever choices right, he wants yeah. and then, you know, do the puppetry to that tape. So they're reacting to a recording rather yeah, that's than, true. rather than the other way around where a recording can react to a, all right. Yeah. Uh, so that's also makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, what you mentioned before also comes into play where they're like adding scenes and stuff. Yeah, and you're I feel like, like they probably sure get maybe they, they yeah. fly too close to the sun. That, and this is a little thing, but at the end, so he's a mouse before he gets turned back to a human, he's a mouse then the, and grandma and, uh, he are living together like kind of in harmony and, but he's got this, like, he had like some of this stuff for William and Mary. He had like this, like little erector set kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's really elaborate now. And like, he's, he's got like a, a Rube Goldberg machine to get him. And then there's like a, a one rope. that releases steam. You like know, it's no longer like a kid doing tinker toys. Yeah. So I, I don't understand what the point of that. Well, like it was, I guess it was just to show that like he's adapted to this. Like that. This I think is so. Life. But it also makes you question, did he make his grandma like cut holes in her, in her walls? Yeah. Like, cause his, he has like a track that goes through the, the wall. Yeah. Well, this isn't so much a, uh, big thing as something that's interesting. I want to know the sort of inner workings of this whole witch thing. Like, like we mentioned like the dictatorship thing versus like, can you, cause she just quit. The assistant just quits. It's like, is this a hired position? Can you just quit? Like, I assume that it was like a, essentially a servant that she was like, has power. Clearly all these witches are extremely subservient to her. They're all very like sniveling, Certainly, but they don't necessarily work for her, I guess. Yeah. Where I assume witches have day jobs, you know, data processing, doctors. Um, Oh, yeah. We know that because the hotel staff and the chef. She tells them to quit. They all have jobs. Go quit your job. Start a sweet shop. Lure all the kids in and feed them. Do you think they get a stipend from the Grand High Witch or do you think they live off their salaries that they get? I mean, we see that that she gives them money for the sweet shop. shop. Um, Where did she get that money? Well, I mean, she's probably independently wealthy. She's the heiress to the Grand High Witch Fortune. Um, That was J.K. Rowling, actually. I should mention that's that's the other thing. She she uh, gets that sweet Hogwarts money. You know that uh, you know the Ditch Witch that uh, machine. (laughs) She's heir to the Ditch Witch Fortune. Uh, Samantha from Bewitched, based on her. Yeah, they made a lot of tweaks, but it was based on her. The Witch Witch Fortune. I'm into it. Um, but it, like, yeah. And then, and then when there's like, does she have a spell cast over them? Because like when, when the assistant quits, she doesn't like immediately become good or whatever. She goes and like pouts in a room, but she comes back and all the other witches have been turned, either turned to a mice or turned into mice and then killed. And so she, but at the end, so she still has witch powers cause she turns. Right. Luke back. But then you look and she's like looking at her hand. Her hands don't have like the scabs and scales oh, on them anymore. I didn't even think of that. She's like prettier. Like she's, she doesn't, her like skin is smoother. Like everything's like kind of like gone 
I mean, it, not back to normal, but she looks like I a normal I have watched human. this movie dozens of times, and I never knew why the fuck she does that little hand thing yeah. at the end. Because there's a little, like, yeah. when she does it. And I'm like, what the, f- why does she do that? That's a weird choice, yeah. Julia Hollocks. Um, <laughs> but now it makes sense. She's showing off that her hands are fine yeah. now. But she's still got witch powers. But why is her witchy her powers? Uh, <laughs> a witchy powers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand the myth. It's not explained. Like you can make up whatever you want, but like I don't understand. I want to know how this all works. Well, Roald Dahl would say it doesn't while spinning in his grave. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. That is. Uh, because my take on witches is they are not humans. Right. They, they are never dis- were. They, are they didn't like turn into witches. They're humans. Yeah. Um, so that is, yes. But well, again, that would be like a fault of the movie that's added yeah. this character in there. Just so they, he just can, so they change can give back. you an out. But yeah. um, I kind of don't. It doesn't make any sense. No. And they could have just like turned back when the head witch died. You know what I mean? If they wanted to just like a reason to turn him back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not that I, I mean, I'm not in charge of writing this movie. I don't know. But like, well, the movie's already written, DJ. Well, you I didn't get assigned. It. I They're get not assigned. getting notes anymore on this. So that leads us into your the, final, your final, the final question. Do you think that this movie is misogynistic? If I, I mean, take your time there. I don't think so. I mean, like, I can see where it might be construed that way, but like there are like grandma is a woman who is not good eye, not like she's not a witch, bad or competent or a, Erica or a witch. wasn't a witch. Erica wasn't a witch. She was just killed by a witch. Oh, yeah, uh, but there aren't. I mean, there aren't a lot of female char- characters, but there's like not a lot of characters. You know what I mean? Other than like the that aren't witches. So I guess I don't know. Like there's Rowan Atkinson, who's not exactly painted as a like a, a saint. Like he's not a good person. Normal like people can also be assholes. Yeah, this like this movie. Has like it's to not say. like it's not like all the guys. Not, I don't think this necessarily takes away, but like it's not like the guys are like all heroes or something. You've got pretty much Luke is the only hero besides Grandma. Luke and Grandma are the only like righteous people. Like Bruno is more of comic relief, and he's like you know chaotic good or whatever. But uh, <laughs> his parents have some redemption, but like they're idiots. And his dad's a, a his dad's an ass an asshole, and then Rowan Atkins' character Rowan Atkinson's character is a, an asshole, and right. the the like uh, he's dating. the staff are all disgusting. Yeah, the, he's dating uh, um one of the rooms maids. Or, yeah a maid, and she's kind of an idiot too. Like she she's like really really freaked out by mice, even though she clearly sees them like every day in this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the witches are all incompetent. So like. If there was misogynistic like overtones or undertones from uh, the book, I feel like they maybe like washed him out a little bit by making so- everybody so incompetent. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the the grandma in the book is a little bit more badass than she is in this one. Yeah. I mean, she's she says in the book that she's explicitly a witch hunter, right? Which is um, awesome. And she loses a thumb, which is a much more awesome finger to lose yeah, you than your grip. pinky. I could do without a pinky whenever I want. You can't grip stuff, man. Yeah, you're just going to sort of, like, grab it As someone or who, use your other hand. I just cut my thumb a week ago, less than a week ago, and it's still every time, every, like, every time I do something, I'm like, 
<laughs> I keep forgetting I use my thumb so much. Right. It's almost like we're, it's like part of our evolution. It's part of the whole thing, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think this is misogynistic, but in the fact that misogyny is baked into the idea of witches already. Yes. So yeah. if you use the trope of witches, you're already got something that's got misogyny baked right. in. Yeah. Um, it probably could have helped with a little bit more female characters who are not witches. I mean, grandma is pretty much the only like big character who is a woman. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that would be my take. This is as know. misogynistic as the concept of witches already yes. is. Yeah. I mean, what, what would it, what would this movie, I can't speak for the book cause we didn't read the book, but like, what would this movie be trying to say with that misogyny? Like all women are witches. Cause that doesn't really come right. across. It is, it's also like these witches aren't necessarily women. They're right. Yeah. Some sort of creature disguised as a woman. And I'm not saying it couldn't be, I'm just not getting it. Like, and I don't think that means it's right. like, it's not necessarily doing it. Like now I just, Elizabeth Taylor was a witch. Think about it. Purple eyes. Oh, proficient with wigs. True. Did you ever see her feet? No. It'd be weird if you did. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, that's all I got. You want to? Go that's to the, all I got. Want to go to the verdict? Yeah. <laughs> Dino. <laughs> all right. What do you think, Damon? Um. Well, I'm a little biased. I think this movie does. Have has a little bit more sag one uh, than more sag than I remember. Uh, one we got the kids, kids acting. Yeah, yeah. They weren't horrible, but they're very grandma. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm really on the fence. I probably lean towards your inner child is not an idiot, but it, it's got a lot of flab. I mean, I it's worth it. I think for Angelica Houston just glamming it up. Yeah. I actually agree with your verdict. I think your child is not it. It's 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 pretty fun. Like it's it's a fun like horror movie, like a beginner horror for beginners. Yeah, and it's not you know, it's not the best at pacing, but we've seen so much worse. And I was like, yeah, I agree that it sagged in the middle a little bit, but you're also like, I wasn't completely zoned out, which I do. And sometimes. it's fairly brisk. I mean, <laughs> and it, it's pretty short, which yeah. is helpful. Fleet, one might say. It's fleet on its feet. Fleet feet. Um, yeah. And you've got some, if you're like really creeped out by the Jim Henson of the world, uh, like the sort of dark crystal vibe or whatever, (sighs) there is a bit of that, but this is not the most egregious movie for that even. Right. Like there's some creepy stuff, but it is, it's on the, like, like I would put it like if there was a line down the 50 yard line, it's like just shy of, of over the line for me of like super, of the uncanny Valley of having nightmares field in a Valley. I'll let you know tomorrow, but I'm probably not going to have nightmares. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I was surprised. I thought you would be on the other side. Yeah. You know, I was prepared because I'm not really heard of this at all. I had nothing. I like Angelica Houston, but, you know, it's not like everything she's been in has been a treasure or anything. But she's great in this. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Uh, I I don't think she can be that. Can she be the award winner for? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, who Catherine, other... Ka- Catherine O'Hara Memorial. What is it? The Catherine O'Hara Memorial. See, it's hard uh, to say. Thank you. The Catherine O'Hara Memorial MVP Award. Yes. Um, My nominees were Angelica Houston. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson. Yes. 
the woman the says the baby in a pram. <laughs> baby in a pram. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Angelica Houston, you can't have this movie without her. Like no. she runs this movie. It's she's the best. So I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards she should be the award winner. But Ron Atkinson has my favorite bit. The only re- he gets to do a couple of sidelong glances, which are pretty funny. But like he's very good at being a dick in things. Yeah. But the whisk, the whisking bit. It was I was actually laughing out loud. Which, Don't also forget the. Uh, when uh, he brings the dustpan that he doesn't know has has uh, Luke in it, um, the grandma takes it from him and pours contents into her purse, which is Luke, of course. And yeah. he sort of catches that she's doing something weird. And she's like, oh, my favorite color, red. The dustpan is red. And he goes, yes, red. red. <laughs> uh, he hates her so much. Um, but yes, the obvious winner is by far and away Angelica yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the Grand Highway. She has a lot more to do in this and she she nails it. And she also just like exists in that, you know, in the all the latex and makeup for oh, that yeah. when she's playing like her natural quote unquote self when she's looking as like a hideous witch and it's like that's Angelica under there, man. She's killing it. And she's very expressive and she's really milking the whole turning a child into a mouse bit. Like we know what she's saying from the word go and she still spends like <laughs> Like she chews on it for like five minutes about how the child is no longer a child. <laughs> well, like, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. We all saw the poster to the movie, Angelica yeah, yeah. Houston. It was good. Um, but yeah. Let us know if we're wrong about this misogyny thing. Yeah. I know you can trust the take on two men on when misogyny occurs. Yeah, let us know if we're missing something. Email us, you're in a child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 615-576-0525. We can play it on the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at YICIA. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at your local grocer oh. buying fruit. Fruit and veg. Yeah. You can become a patron of the podcast, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. And here are our patrons. I'm ready to go whenever you are. Just love reading the patrons' names. Just let me just, oh, got to stretch, get my patron voice ready. Just got a patron thing. Just give me 12 to 15 minutes. Just a patron. Boop. Just the patron part. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Getting upset. Georgie's getting upset. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> what has happened here? I think I'm backing up right now. Yeah. So it's, it's a little slow. Right. Get this real big for Grandma, Ooh. Grandma Damon. Thank you. We'd like to thank our patrons, which include... Jacob Graham, His Honor the Mayor, Jeremy Powlin, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, and Jonathan Day. Thank you all so much. You are helping us continue to make this and make it without spending all our money. Yeah. Which is nice. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. You're uh, not spending our money, but spending your money instead. <laughs> Which is the best way. <laughs> There's more of you. Yeah. Pull your weight. Oh, wait. You already did. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
philatelist is what she was thinking of. Someone who collects stamps. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's good. So I didn't he said philanthropist. That. Right. She said, you collect, you collect stamps. stamps? Philately is the collection of stamps. Man. Yeah. I have a philately fig in my house growing. Is that a, a fig that collects stamps? No. Oh, oh, fiddly fig. Fiddle. A fiddle leaf fig. A fiddle leaf fig. Okay. Fiddly fig. I thought you meant like a. Well, that's how I will sometimes. I'll type it out uh, phonetically. Fiddly fig. Fiddly fig. Fiddly fig. Welcome to the town of Fiddly fig. We've been cursed. All right. Why did he welcome us and then tell us it's been cursed? You can become a patron of the podcast, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. We'd like to thank our patrons, which include Jacob Graham, His Honor the Mayor, Jeremy Powlin, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Ghost in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you all so much. You are helping us continue to make this and make it without spending all our money. Yeah. Which is nice. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. You're Uh, not spending our money, but spending your money instead. (laughs) Which is the best way. (laughs) There's more of you. Yeah. Pull your weight. Oh, wait. You already did. Sorry. Philatelist is what she was thinking of. Someone who collects stamps. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's good. So I didn't he realize said philanthropist. That. Right. She said, you collect, you collect stamps. stamps? Philately is the collection of stamps. Man. Yeah. I have a philately fig in my house growing. Is that a, a fig that collects stamps? No. Oh, oh, fiddly fig. Fiddle. A fiddle leaf fig. Fiddle leaf fig. Okay. Fiddly that's fig. Really I thought you meant like a. Well, that's how I will sometimes. I'll type it out. Uh, Fiddly, 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 fi